request and praises with us that way as well. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or our website, please comment and let us know that you're watching with us today. So thanks to everyone that is here that has come out to worship with us today. And those that are online, thank you so much for choosing us to worship with today. Our food pantry needs. Uh, thank you so much to those who give regularly to the food pantry. We need crackers and spaghetti noodles this week. And our life stewardship recycling, we are still uh, collecting those items. We're collecting the larger items, old printers, monitors, and computer towers. You can bring those here and drop them off, or you can take them directly to Staples. And this week, no Wednesday night grow due to spring break. What a nice spring break we started with this snow. (laughs) All right, so a new Bible study is beginning on March 23rd, new Lenten Bible study that starts uh, this Wednesday, um, not this Wednesday, but March 23rd at 6.30 p.m., unrevealed until its season. I like that. We have a new women's event as a tea party on March 26th. Don't forget to RSVP. We got some invitations in the mail, and we can uh, RSVP to uh, Vicki Morris's uh, email that I can't really read right now. Um, <laughs> and there's also a phone number that we can text, so uh, please RSVP. You've got those invitations in the mail. All right, Easter egg and candy drop off. We are doing that right now. You can drop off your Easter eggs, pick up some candies, or pick up some Easter eggs to fill with candies. Um, So that is now through April 3rd. And we have one more thing to mark your calendars, preparing for the journey workshop. That's April 2nd. So please register for that in Realm. That's a dementia and Alzheimer's forget-me-not workshop, April 2nd from 9 to 2.30. And we also have... There are little pink um, slips out here in the narthex and in the connector for the Seasoned Shepherd's Bake Sale. This is your order form, and there are lots and lots of good-looking stuff on here. So I've got the cost and everything. It says, place orders in one of the collection plates no later than Sunday, April 3rd. Or you can contact Claire Woodruff on that. So got some yummy treats coming up. Now let's just send ourselves this morning and just welcome in the Spirit of the Lord. glad to have you with us today. Let us all join together as we this is like as we join together in our call to worship. Ashes have been smeared and sins have been confessed. These times they are troubling. The journey it is hard. It is God who sustains, not the temptations of this world. 
And the Lord is our trust, our protection from harm. Come, let us worship the one who we serve. We follow the Lord. Now let's think about the Lord's faithfulness and how we are so grateful that he brought us through those times when we were waiting on the Lord to be faithful. Higher than my sight, high above my life. 
everybody in the house today on this cold spring day. Um, there was just a teaser last week, so or last Saturday, even, Friday. So we were glad that you are in the house today. If you're uh, worshiping with us online, thank you for being there. Thank you for being with us this morning when, or whenever you're choosing to wor- worship with us. We just thank you that you are here. We do have some birthdays this morning. Uh, those would be Audrey Owenby and Louis Robar. We thank we thank you, Lois, okay, Lois, yes, Lois. Um, we thank you that your lives are present with us and we give God the glory for you being among us. We have some anniversaries this time. Tom and Krista Parnum, Parnum and Tom and Carolyn Sartain. So we give thanks for their lives together and their marriages. We, ask, we want to keep Ralph Martin in our prayers. And Lana has a friend. And where did you say again, Lana, that she was from? Latnia? Latnia. And uh, she has family over there. She's here in the States but has family over there and is very worried about them. Are there other prayer requests that we would like to list this morning? Let's go to the Lord in prayer.
Holy and awesome God, we thank you. We thank you that we have gathered together and you have brought us together for a purpose. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and that you open our minds so that we can hear you. You've got us here for a reason, Lord, and we just thank you for calling us together. Lord, we thank you for the lives that we've mentioned uh, who have birthdays. We thank you for the couples with anniversaries. And we ask that you just celebrate with them as in, among their celebrations. Lord, we know that things across the world aren't great. We, we sometimes forget how privileged we are. And Lord, we, we ask for those families and those leaders and those, those, those folks who are just facing so much uncertainty about where their next meal will come from, where, where their protection lies. And Lord, we just ask that you give them peace and comfort. For those families that are here, Lord, who, who are worried about their, their, their people across the war, world, you know, we just ask that you give them comfort and peace as well. Lord, remind us how privileged we are and help us never to take that for granted. Lord, we just lift up to you those who need, who need healing, who need peace, who need comfort. Lord, we ask you to call us to be your hands and feet when needed. Lord, we also know that there are things on our hearts that we don't know how to put into words. We just don't know how to bring them to your throne. But Lord, we know that you are always there before us, around us, and behind us. And Lord, we ask you in the silence that follows to hear the cries of our heart. Lord, for all that you are, for all that you say, and for all that you do, we give you praise and glory as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Normally, uh, we would take up offering, but we've stopped doing that in this service. Not that we don't want you to give your tithes and your offerings and your gifts back to God. Those opportunities, if you're in the house, are at each entrance to the sanctuary. We also have our other ways to give, which are through text. Uh, through our automated giving or even non-traditional ways. Even you can put it in the postal service and hopefully it will get to us. Uh, you can also give online. And we want to take this moment this morning as we uh, give back to God a portion of those gifts God has given to us as we dedicate those offerings back to God. Thank you. 
For the gifts that come from you, we give you thanks. We thank you for the opportunities that we have to give back to you, to support your ministries, to support your church, to support all things that you call us to do. Lord, we give you thanks as we return these gifts to you, receive them and bless them to use and further your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, we ask our children to go out to our kids' worship this, for this morning. Uh, we'll, we'll send them on out. Y'all have a good time. One of these days, I'm going with you. No, no, no. You say no? Okay. Our sermon text this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. At the very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today, tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see it See me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Again, we want to welcome those who are with us this morning, whether you're online or in the house. We thank you for being here. And remember, you are always a part of the family at Good Shepherd. We also want you to know that you can send in your prayer request, send in your um, anything that we need to know about you and how we can connect, best connect with you as you listen to us online. But today we continue our Lenten sermon series called Gather Up in Jesus. We are making our journey to, to the cross this Lenten season and recognizing that we are all gathered in the arms of Jesus And much like that hen gathers her brood under her wings. Our theme verse I just read this morning, which is Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Jesus calls us to a deeper faith as we recognize Christ's loving grace around us. We are reminded that no matter how crazy and how predictable, unpredictable life can be, we are covered with the love of Jesus. We can rest assured in the knowledge that He never, never will put us outside of God's love and protection. During Lent, we recognize our humanness, seek reconciliation, we offer repentance, practice self-denial, and we desire a deeper connection to Christ. By examining our lives for habits we need to remove or disciplines that we need to increase, we demonstrate our desire for repentance. We confess our shortcomings and we receive forgiveness. We seek to grow closer to God and and deepen our relationship with God. We participate in opportunities uh, to reorder our lives individually and as a faith community, as committed followers of Christ. This rich and scary time that we call Lent allows us to to dig deeper into our faith, practice and and compare our, our lives to Christ, realizing that our hope comes from Christ and we will never reach that perfection. We realize that we are not alone. 
We are not alone on our faith journey or, or on our journey to recognize God's new thing that is being done at Good Shepherd. May we continue to seize the opportunity of Lent and grow in knowledge and wisdom and recognize our need for Christ. More discipleship, more connection, and more Christ. Last week we explored how Jesus' temptation in the wilderness and his responses to the adversary demonstrated for us that temptation is a part of life. But how we respond to that temptation determines how deep our faith commitment really is. Jesus' choices made the cross inevitable for him while demonstrating his love for us. Our responses to life's temptations are, are determined by our ability to perceive the divine within us rather than rely on our human frailty. We realize that God's ways are different from our ways. Today we focus on images of Jesus that we encounter throughout our lives and in everyday encounters that deepen our understanding of Jesus. Images that make Jesus real for us and that enable us to connect to who Jesus is for us and to us. What images come to mind when when you describe and define Jesus? I want you to think about that for a minute this morning. An obvious one for us in this faith community is the Good Shepherd who cares for and leads his sheep. We often hear Jesus described as the Son of God, the bread of life, living water. Some understand Jesus as a sustainer and a redeemer and a friend. As Christians, we know Jesus to be our Savior, the one who loves us unconditionally, offers us redeeming grace, and who unselfishly sacrificed himself for our sins and transgressions. These images create for us a a picture of Jesus who comes to us in our weakest moments to sustain us and enable us to move forward. Whatever image that Jesus holds for you is that Jesus who comforts you when things don't go as you you had them planned or, or your choices lead to unpleasant consequences. It's that image that surrounds you with unconditional love as you are gathered in the arms of Jesus. Have you ever messed up? Yeah? Okay. And now I'm not talking about that kind of mess up where you misspell a word or or you you, you fail to calculate a, a math problem correctly. I'm talking about really messing up. The kind of messing up that that is life-altering and comes with unpleasant consequences. The kind of messing up that leaves us with a twisted gut or or a, a feeling that makes us feel unworthy. We feel judged by others and, and a feeling of disappointment is palatable. Our mess up leaves us feeling defined by our mistake and unable to correct our misstep. We are broken and sinful and there is seemingly nothing we can do to make things better. We feel small and insignificant, and unloved. But then, there is Jesus, the Good Shepherd. We've all experienced such feelings at some point in our lives, and if not, you will before life is over. It's a part of that human condition for us to feel disconnected, diminished, and unloved. Maybe because of the deeds of others, and sometimes because of our own actions. Circumstances misunderstandings, unfortunate moments. They all drive a wedge between us and the world, between us and and those we love, and, and even between us and God. But then, there is Jesus, the bread of life. When we experience these moments, we, we feel disconnected, but we are not actually cut off from God. But it sure does feel like it, doesn't it? We feel as if our sin and our choices and our brokenness has has caused God to turn God's back on us. Again, our human condition creates for us these self-imposed barriers to God. We feel as if God has forsaken us in our lowest moments. We cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken us? The ancient psalmist cried these words, these intense words, and, and we hear these words painful words as they are uttered from our Savior as He was dying for us. 
We've even whispered these tearful words in the darkness of our lonely rooms surrounded by our own pain and despair. But then, there is Jesus, the living water. The antidote to all these feelings that come from messing up brings us through these moments when we are far from where we wish to be. What we need to do is to stop, to listen, and remember. Maybe even to lament as Jesus did when he looks over the city of Jerusalem. The solution for our dilemma is Jesus. As we dig deeper into our scripture today, Luke seemingly takes this story of Jesus looking over to, out of Je- Jerusalem out of order when we compare it to the account of the Gospel of Matthew. Luke messes up our order of events. Now, Matthew's order for Jesus' lamenting over Jerusalem as he heads into to the city for the last time makes sense. That makes logical sense. We all tend to look back over our lives sometimes and think, oh, what could have been or what I wish was. But, you know, that, that makes sense. That as Jesus is facing, his, facing the crucifixion and, and all the passion that he's about to go through, he would look over a city and make the lament. He's thinking about those missed opportunities and the refusal of God's people to recognize who he was. Luke messes with our logical placement of this story of Jesus' reflection because he puts it in the midst of of a healing and in the midst of parables. He probably does this so that he can make a point to those of us who are reading it in the future. Luke associates the, the Pharisees' warning of Herod's desire to kill Jesus with Jesus' deep love for a people in a city that has missed the opportunity to reconcile itself with God and to recognize the difference of God's kingdom that is being lived out before him. It's a Pharisee, a member of the club who wants to see Jesus just go away, the group who has desired to trap Jesus into messing up and who have questioned Jesus' actions and statements at every turn. A Pharisee. A Pharisee who warns Jesus that his actions are about to get him killed. Are we really supposed to believe that this Pharisee now wants to protect Jesus? Come on now. Even Jesus answered in a way that foreshadows his own suspicion of the messenger. Jesus says, go and tell that fox, and he's referring to Herod there. Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today, tomorrow, and on a third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. So Jesus is telling us he has to get to Jerusalem. He he is zoned in on getting to Jerusalem. He's telling them, I'm here all the time. You don't have to wait. Just come, come on. Come get me now. I'm here. Just be aware. Now by this declaration, Jesus lets the powers that be know that he controls his own destiny. He alone is responsible for his worth and his value. He is not going to disappear or run away from anyone. Jesus knows to whom he belongs and that he is on the home stretch of his earthly ministry heading for paradise. With this declaration, it is only fitting that Jesus begins to reflect on his mission, on the one who sent him, on the objects of his mission and on the love he has for the one who sent him and the ones who he was sent to save. A broken heart is an appropriate response for those who have rejected him as he remembers the price that he will pay as his mission ends. As Jesus sets his sight on the city where it all began, he reminds the fox that earthly power and destruction has its limits. Jesus claims that the power he possesses has no end. With this declaration, Jesus desires to gather God's people and protect them from the ways of the world. Maybe Luke is presenting an option for today's readers. From where do we take our safety and security? Is it from the powers of this world that function out of fear and self-interest? Do we find our sense of meaning and purpose in the connection to our failures or from those who seek to define us by those failures and disappointments? Or 
Do we seek the shelter and the shadow of the wings from the one who is broken and who has demonstrated unconditional love for us by pouring himself out for us in ways that are unimaginable to us? Christ offers to us this unconditional and unimaginable love, a hopeful love to which we must cling in order to walk through the valleys of life that threaten to overwhelm us. As beloved children of God, we are charged with loving others in the same way by which we are loved. In a world where things feel more threatening and out of control than many of us have experienced in our lifetime, in a time when we face uncertainty in our denomination, in a time when our personal lives may feel disconnected, lonely, or fragile, in our souls when we are reminded of our mistakes and feel as if we are defined by our failures, there is Jesus, a mother hen gathering and sheltering her brood. May we keep our eyes focused on the truth to which we know and the hope to which we, are cling, which we cling. We are all beloved children of God. Let us, hear, let us say that together. We are all beloved children of God. God gathers us up in God's love and protection and gives us strength and courage to take the next steps while facing the future unafraid. God walks with us and reminds us to love with the same love to which we are loved by our Creator. It is an unconditional love that, that we see through our, any successes and failures that await us. It is through Jesus' demonstration of this love that we comprehend just how much we are loved. No matter what we've done in the past, what we may do in the future, whatever opportunities or challenges that lie ahead, Jesus is there. Jesus is there to gather us under his wings of love. May we, may we be gathered up in Jesus, rest secure in his wings and wrapped in his love as we experience the hope that he offers. Peace is not that far away. Peace is just as close as a prayer. What I want to do this morning is open the altar. If you need to seek that peace, the altar is open for conversation with the one who loves you more than you can know. As our praise band comes to, to sing our final song, come now and be gathered in the arms of Jesus.